0: What 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 are we going for? Uh, this Mark, what are you? Uh, what 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 are you? Uh, oh for fuck's sake! I just cannot do this today. Um, <laughs> it's
1: worse, though trying out
2: people words, Come on, use your paper words. Welcome to Joe Montana Sports
0: Talk Football. Okay, chaps, week ten. Um, we better start by apologising for not releasing anything last week. That was due to our League of Records draft, which we weren't going to miss. We set out with good intentions to um, record during the draft and after the draft, but that went down the Swanee pretty rapidly. So, Mark...
2: Because auction drafts are fucking long. That's why it took hours, man.
0: Especially when it's finished at like nearly
1: one in the morning. I
2: know.
0: Yeah, they're, okay. pre- they're, they're pretty long, but pretty good as well um anyway lads week 10 football's only a week away how good is that yeah. how good well, is that it's,
2: it's week it's week one of the nfl isn't it we've got we've got gaming thursday a couple of days away yeah, two days away
3: yeah well, i just had a week at college so that was a nice little appetizer
0: I'm yeah. ready for football. oh uh, uh, yeah week well yeah the college football's actually been pretty wicked this week um it's
3: fucking awesome mate that was a great opening weekend
0: yeah, yeah, totally agree. Yeah, a couple of really good games. I watched um, Georgia play. They were really good. And uh, Auburn were pretty good as well. Um, Old Miss, Miss, Florida State was a hell of a game. As I understand, there's been a lot of upsets so far. 30-point swing that game. Yeah,
3: there was. A lot of your rookies doing well as well.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're going we're gonna to talk a bit about gambling later on. We've, uh, we've, we've started our challenge, I think, um, week one. Everyone's being a little bit cautious. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens there. But um, let's move on. Let's get the show cracking. We've got a lot to get in today. Um, Craig, it's your turn to tell us why the hell you're a Jets fan. Nobody knows.
3: Yeah, no. I mean, I suppose... I'm Unlike the rest of you, you know, I'm not really old. So I haven't been involved in football as long as all you guys. I was like... So, I, I, probably, I probably first really followed football in about 2006, and that was the Colts Super Bowl. With the 92 yard return, was it a pump return
1: or kickoff return? Kickoff um, return, first, first
3: play. First play, Hester. And um, that was sort of when it sort of kicked off for me. But I didn't have a team for years, uh, well, a few years. Went to like, I went to New York, must have been 2010, and uh, for my 21st birthday, and sat in a, like a bar. They had some football on, and there was this <laughs> like Jersey fella with his dad. It was like a like a from a movie, sitting down, a few beers at a game. And I said to him, who "Should I support?" And uh, he convinced me to be a Jets fan. He said, "If you're from this part of New York, where he was from in Jersey, where he was from, he talks about the type of person." He said, yeah, "You're a Mets and a Jets fan," and it convinced me. And I sure so, now what's that prick <laughs> <laughs> no. that, that sounded like you actually took it with you to the toilet <laughs> uh,
0: yeah um, so yeah so your your journey into being a Jets fan was started by a drunk American
3: yeah basically and, awesome. and no, since no, then no,
0: been, and since then incredibly it's gone downhill
3: yeah hey, we've had some high points I've seen some positive views
0: of the Jets. well I think it, what, what's become clear over the course of these sort of origin stories, as we're calling them, is that only I really know anything about my team. Um, mm-hmm. So whose turn is it not, to not, do, I'm uh, not,
1: not I'm not having that.
0: Well, you've got too many teams to know anything about. So, you know, <laughs> just sort of... You know of, about the league. Yeah, just a general... Yeah, just a general sort of lack of knowledge across the board, as opposed to Martin's complete lack of knowledge of one subject. Um <laughs> So, who's done a quiz for Craig this week? I can't remember. Is it Martin or – oh, it's Mark. Okay, so, Mark, um, cue the music and take us away.
1: So, Craig, you obviously got into the Jets fairly recently, so I'm going to be interested to see what, how much swatting up you've done of, uh, of your history. Uh, there's <laughs> a couple of easy ones in here, a couple of hard ones. Good luck. And as you've been winning most of the quizzes so far – I think this would be a good chance for Dougie and Martin to, to capitalise on some on some possible lack of knowledge.
0: Steady on, because I've only competed in one, and I won it. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, but... Anyway, get on with it. Anyway, ignoring <laughs>
1: that. Ignoring that. So, so, the Jets... Sorry, the Jets... They've been part of the the New York sports team naming, rhyming gang along with the Nets and the Mets since the 60s, but that wasn't their original name. So what was the team called until it was changed
0: in 1963? Uh, Titans. That is correct. Beautiful. Anyone who plays Madden would know that. Yeah. (laughs) Number two, good start. Number two, the
1: Jets have had a total of just seven ex-players ever inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Ever. Seven. The Jets. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> 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 two of those players have been quarterbacks. I want you to name them both. Namath. Is one. Bob. Oh. Who? Oh. Got it again. Joe Namath, Brett Favre. Two or two. Um, yeah, the
3: these are the yeah, easiest that.
0: questions I've ever heard. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I really hope they get harder. <laughs> there's,
3: only, there's only six of them, though. No matter what. No matter what the questions were, if I got them right, Dougie was saying that.
1: <laughs> All right. In the 2009 draft, the, uh, the Jets selected, butt-fumbling, recently released, disaster of a quarterback Mark Sanchez with their first round pick <laughs> In the previous 33 years, they've only used their first round pick twice on a quarterback Can you name them both?
3: In, ha- in the past 30 years?
1: 33 years, they've only used their first round pick twice ever on a quarterback Name them both. us. <laughs> Incorrect. Uh. Is that in done, boys? Are you happy with that? Have you thrown well, it over? I know the other. Who's <laughs> the other?
3: I reckon one is definitely O'Brien, because we took him instead of Marino.
1: That is correct. Ken O'Brien, the famous taken three picks before Dan Marino
0: and... What's you... before the other one? We didn't pick him right, first. So you've had your go, mate. You've had to, like... You've had your go. I'm throw it right. over. Martin, is it is it really obvious? No, is he? Cur- I think he's... Is he currently on the roster?
1: This is... Don't forget, this is in the... I went in the 2009 draft when they selected yeah, Mark Sanders. to that. So, yeah. Uh,
0: it's not... In the, no, the second round. It wasn't a
2: first round pick. I think it was a comeback monkey. I think it was Chad Bennington.
1: Oh, hello. Did we draft him? Is that your yeah. final answer?
0: Yeah. It is indeed Chad Pennington. Great shout, Martin. That's a great one shout. Of
1: famous,
2: it's one of the no, famous... Man, one monkey. of the
0: famous... One of
2: the stolen... It's a
0: steal. One of the yeah, famous steal, six mate.
1: picks taken before Tom Brady in that draft. Yeah. Chad Pennington. Come
0: back, monkey. Yeah, mate. Come back, monkey. Don't don't be changing the rules four weeks... Well, ten weeks in. <laughs>
1: uh, number four. Since 1970... Oh, yeah. I can't believe we didn't draft Neymar. Wait, well, you might have done. You might
3: have done, but been it been weren't well, thirty years ago. It
0: well, been thirty years ago? But it had to have
3: been
1: 90,
0: thirty years like, ago. Yeah. It'd have been the eighties.
3: Eighties, yeah. All right, fair enough. Carry on. Yeah, move view. on.
1: Number, number four. Shit. Since <laughs> since nineteen seventy, the, the have game. only ever topped the AFC East on two occasions. Twice. Since 1970, <laughs> what I want you to tell me is which two coaches managed the impossible feat of skill to get them to top that division. Say the say the time frame again. Since 1970, between only, then and now, only two so coaches. Then and now, you've only ever topped the FC East twice. Which wow. two coaches managed that feat? Parcells is one. Parcells, Bill Parcells, 1998. Oh, oh, fuck. Since, sorry, wait, wait, wait. Let me
3: go back to, since when?
1: 1970.
3: Story. from nine... yeah. don't think, I don't think, I don't,
0: think I don't think I'm not seeing through this ruse, Craig. I
3: don't know whether it was, it's whether it was, it's obvious, or whether did we win? We might not have won it. We were wild cards. Oh, shit. Over that, oh, what's his name?
1: Oh, fuck. I don't, uh, Clock on, boys! Clock on.
0: Yeah, five oh, seconds. Rex,
1: Rex, <coughs> oh, Rex, Rex is incorrect. Yeah. I'm throwing it over. in mine. So these are hard, mate. I'm not having anything. Well, the these first, are... the
0: first two are absolute sitters. So there's only two. No, I mean the first Bill two post- questions.
1: Post- oh
0: yeah. Um. Uh, my, my knowledge of Jets coaches is, is really sketchy because they've, they've always been insignificant so
3: it's just because the Chiefs are so relevant
0: hey mate we've had more playoff appearances than you I'd imagine over the last 20 years no I don't
3: think you have
0: I reckon we have just
1: fair done us- then
0: I win that Mark any idea is, uh, come on Martin who's it going to be oh <sighs> I haven't got a clue, so it's on you. I've got,
2: got the Parcells one. I'm just trying to think. Is it. Is
0: Five it's be someone
2: obscure, like a Spirano or something
0: like that? Did, was he, ah, Sperano's a good shout. Yeah. Spirano. I thought
2: they had quite a good. Tony Spirano, I thought they had quite a good run when he was there. Right,
0: an answer?
2: Yeah, Sperano.
0: No, <coughs> oh, it is Herm Edwards in 2001. Uh, yeah. All right, so Craig needs to get one more answer correct to win his quiz. You
1: have two questions left. Number five, the Jets currently play their home games in MetLife Stadium, formerly known as the Meadowlands, obviously, the ground that they share with the Giants. Uh, They've been in this location since 2010, but can you name two of the other three stadiums that the Jets have called home?
3: Shea Stadium.
1: is one. Polo Grounds. Very good. Polo Grounds is the other. Can you name the third? Uh, Is it? It's not. would, Would it have just been Giant Stadium? Giant Stadium, three out of three. Well
0: done. Dun, dun. That's quite. Done. Done. Yes. We're going to yes! get a load of street talk now. <laughs> wanted me to lose so badly. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: wanted me to lose so.
0: Badly. Final question.
1: Final question. Uh, the, yeah. Jets was, the Jets. The Jets have struggled recently to find a home run hitter in the running back position. Names such as Chris Ivory, Sean Green, even the great Ladanian thompson failing to deliver huge numbers. Who was the last Jets player to deliver a fifteen hundred yards rushing regular season display? I, can't
3: remember. I know that I know someone has. Oh, no.
0: well, I know it's this. Not,
3: I, don't know who the, I don't know who the last one is. He's probably a bit further back. I'm sure we did it in two thousand
1: four. I'll tell you what. That's good. That is exactly the year.
0: Five Two thousand four was the last year
1: you did
3: it. We had. Yeah, I, I don't know the running it's Not Curt, Curtis Martin. But I can't. I, that's the earlier. I don't know. What's your final answer? Come on, get I'll it out. Curtis Martin. I think he was earlier.
1: So give me a name. If it's not him, who was it? Oh, it's, okay. No, I'm saying him then. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, I'm glad to tell you it is. It's Curtis Martin.
0: Yes, it <laughs> <maybe> <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <So I'm pissed.
0: laughs> Curtis Martin
1: 2004. Wait a minute. 1697 yeah. It pains
0: me to do it, but I've got to play this music.
1: <laughs> did take me off the off.
0: Yeah, I called five seconds about 30 seconds ago, by the way. <laughs> Wait,
3: Unbelievable. <laughs> Oh, mate, I'm so happy. I think you, you
0: do know I won my quiz as well, though, right?
3: Whatever, not with the dominance that I did, not without that dominance. <laughs> I'm just I'm
0: absolute bullshit just spewing <laughs> from your mouth, isn't it? <laughs> um, <laughs> let's move on. I've had enough of that. Um, so, yeah, um, quite a lot going on. Last week before the regular season starts and... Um, who wants to lead us off? Why don't we go with Mark? You can lead us off. If you did, you did such a terrible job posing hard questions for Mark, uh, for Craig. <laughs> I
3: don't hate hey, uh, Dougie, hey, Dougie's salty, bro. <laughs> he's salty. gutted. He's, well, he's, you know, <laughs> th- what
0: was it? The New York Jets quiz for boys or something? I don't know. <laughs> but
3: you didn't know
1: the answers. You'd have bro. got one writing. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know the answers. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, um. I think for this, like it's not only has it been the biggest story in the NFL, it's pretty much been the biggest story in America for the last week. In, in that Colin Kaepernick decides that he's not going to stand up during the national anthem, it's caused more newspaper column inches than I think just about any story so far this year. Um, and it, you know, I, I think that I don't, I don't care what he does if he decides he don't want to stand up during the national anthem. Then it, all power to him, good for him. Um, he can do a handstand during the national for I care if that's what he wants to do. But it seems like it's had some repercussions with regards to his standing in the team. Um, and as we're talking about fancy football, I thought that was more relevant to speak about. So he's obviously lost the starting job to Blaine Gabbert. Now, whether he was going to win it or not anyway, is open to discussion, but it certainly hasn't helped him. Um, so he's not starting. Blaine Gabbert's starting quarterback. He's trying to throw the ball to an inaccurate Torrey Smith, uh, new, um, new guys: Aaron Burbage, Quinton Patton, Vance McDonald is the tight end. Carlos Hyde at running back. Do you go anywhere near the 49ers for this fantasy season at all?
3: I mean, in terms of cap, I think that Americans get so touchy about stuff that <laughs> when they choose to, not they? It's really, yeah. it's funny. It's crazy, really just touchy when, when when it suits them. So, whatever, I agree with you, more power to him. I don't go anywhere near that roster. If I take anyone, to be honest with you, I stash Cat somewhere and just hope that he plays at some point and has a point no, to prove otherwise.
2: He, he, you know he, 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 he's, he's like six stones soaking wet at the moment. He, he's come back from a serious injury. The guy can't actually throw a football at the moment. This year, there's no, it, you know, it's unfortunate that this um, protesting has come up because he'd have been cut just for being not very good at playing football at the moment. He's just out of shape, as in too skinny. Like I say, he looks like just a tall, skinny kid at the moment. He, you know, before he was really, really athletic. If he takes a hit in the game at the moment, his current condition, he'd get killed. You know, he, he, he's, he's not worth going near at all.
0: I think the thing that's getting lost in all this is that the 49ers have pretty much two identical quarterbacks. Because for all of uh, Blaine Gabbert's problems when he was playing with the... Um, with the Jags, he's actually showed glimpses last year of being a, a pretty decent quarterback. He, I mean, ridiculously fast. Um, so I don't, I don't think it's really a, a, a drop-off to, to have to start Gabbert. But also, I don't think they're in as bad a situation as you might think. I think they did better last season once Gabbett had taken over, didn't they? They yeah, they, 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 yeah they, it, they did,
2: but this year they've got the Chip Kelly experiment as well to deal with. Haven't well, they? well, exactly. But that is that is, is a perfect
0: environment back. for someone like Gabbert to exist <clears> in, where where he's going to be able to run the ball, use his feet, and, and 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 leg it around. And maybe they'll surprise a few people. Who knows? Everyone, you know, there's a team every year that comes out of nowhere. I'm not saying they're going to be brilliant, but I don't think they're going to be the train crash that everyone thinks they are. Oh, I'm,
1: I'm 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 saying right now they have they've got the first pick. Two thousand next year, they're they're on the clock at the end of the
2: season. Th- three wins tops for
3: so that no, to... I, I agree. I think, I, I think Cap's got a higher ceiling than Gabbot, and that's why I think that I would I wouldn't touch him in general, but I'd stash Cap just in case. I don't think they've got any chance of having a successful year, but I do think you know late in the season when there's not much to play for, we might see a little flash of the explosiveness that Colin Kaepernick showed us in the, that run to the Super
0: Bowl. In that offence, with that coach and with what Gabbett showed yeah. last year, I don't know why we're writing them off so readily.
3: But they have to move the ball, don't they? There's no point in running around on a 20, 30, 40 yard line, is there? You need to still be but that's, able that's to not what,
0: that's that. not what Chip Kelly's offences do, is it? Chip Kelly's offences move the ball. Chip yeah, Kelly's defences well, cost them games. If, if, if the Eagles always play move play. the ball. They just couldn't stop anyone moving it on them. I don't think it's whether the
3: 49ers receivers, which have been absolute dog shit for the last three years, fit fit in make it work. I'm I'm not writing them off. I've like I said, I've got Kaepernick somewhere very very low late pickup. They might have a little run. I just don't think I don't think going to score you any points on a consistent basis. Maybe it's a match up type QB if you're in need. Maybe.
2: I think cap could be one perhaps for a dynasty league or, you know, something like that. But, but this year I cannot see him taking a single snap in the NFL in his current condition on, on any roster. I just, I just can't see it. He won't, he won't displace Gabbert. You know, he, he's not going to play for the 49ers. He's probably going to be off that team because of the salary cap implications anyway. But this year, 2016, he's doing
0: nothing. Colin Kaepernick is not fantasy relevant and he won't be all year. Blaine Gabbett is, that's where you should be focusing. Colin Kaepernick's a sideshow now. He's completely irrelevant. I'm not saying you're going to start Blaine Gabbert against the, the Seahawks, but if, if there's a favourable matchup, a bad run defence, a bad, you know, then I think that he does hold some value in fantasy. And who would you rather have? Would you rather have him or Sam Bradford? He's around that level. He's, he's a, I think he'll be a weekly fill in depending on the matchup. You know. Yep. Um, Martin, what you got for us?
2: Well, Mine will probably touch a little bit on the, the Sam Bradford thing, in so much as the um, the trade from the Eagles to the, the Vikings. Obviously, Teddy Bridgewater, um, just before we drafted, uh, I think just a, a day or two before, um, his knee exploded in a non contract drill. Uh, managed to dislocate it, tear his ACL. Uh, I think the. Um, What's happened is the Vikings have, have told us a, a few things. One, they think they're a contender for the Super Bowl. They're not prepared to leave that roster, to, to go into the season with an underperforming QB, just sign a veteran, get a Sanchez, a game manager in there. They're taking a bit of a punt on a bloke who was a first, you know, first round uh, draft picker only a few years back. I mean, In fairness, he's, he's not had a great deal of success, but this is by far the best team that Bradford's ever played on. And he looked good in the preseason with the Eagles. I, I thought that he didn't look um, too bad at all. But I think that this really tells you that the Vikings are seeing the window close on the Adrian Peterson era in so much as they've currently got the best running back of his generation. And there isn't very long for them to capitalize on that. So they have gone out and given up quite a, quite a round and a fourth round pick coming up over the next couple of years for a, a QB that's nothing but potential, he's never actually performed, he's never actually done anything, but he was you know, brilliant at college, shown glimpses of being able to play, you know, be a, a really good QB. And I, I think he's gonna end up in a really good situation where for the first few weeks, give the ball to Peterson, let him do the the hard graft while he Bradford gets his feet under the table. You know, you've got Rudolph the you know, end zone reindeer, you've got Stefan Diggs, you've got AP behind you. That's a really, really good setup to be in, and yeah, and a really, really good D as well. That D is excellent. So, I think Brad, Bradford all the way for me.
3: I agree with that. I think Sam Bradford for exactly the same reasons that you suggest. I reckon. You cannot. You still can't um, write off Adrian Peterson. However, I don't think he's able to get the amount of touches that he has had every year up until now. So therefore, I do think he will get the opportunity to throw the ball. He's got some weapons. I think if I was if I was in need of a QB two QB three, he'd be and I, and I have to go to the wire to get him. He would be absolutely one of the contenders for me.
0: I yeah. think the, I think the Eagles probably are still pissing themselves laughing. I bet they just cannot believe they got a first-round pick for that bloke. Yeah, maybe. I just, oh, absolutely. I no, 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 maybe. Yeah. Yeah, they're absolutely yeah. doing when, cartwheels. When you look at, at some think.
1: of the... When they, when they drafted second in the, second overall as well for QB, and they've got a first-round pick for somebody who's going to be their backup or they were going to cut anyway. It's yeah.
0: unbelievable. When you look at some of the other trades that have gone down recently, and you're talking about real sort of good players going for fourth-round picks and, you know, sixth-rounders, and, and then this bloke who's done... Absolutely, fuck all for seven years. Six or seven years, yeah, and nine. he's going for a first-round pick. I mean, they. I mean, they must truly believe that they're gonna, they're gonna win it. But they're in a division with Good the with, with the Packers, and I, I don't. Good I don't agent,
3: and need. They need a quarterback. They need a quarterback. It's a. You're this close. This close to the start of the season, and you want to give yourself a chance to win. They, they, you know how much the Americans value a veteran quarterback, as average as he has been his whole career. Um, I, I do think it could pay off, but it is a lot. It was a lot to pay.
1: I've obviously watched Bradford a bit in my in my slight following of the Rams.
3: Sorry. <laughs> um,
1: and when he wasn't injured, he was shit. There's uh, there's no two ways about it. And you will not find a Rams fan that says a good word about Sam Bradford.
0: And Mark knows loads. I,
1: <laughs> I'm not around, Sam. If I, if I was the Vikings, I would have I would have kept my picks in my pocket and tried to build next year, and I would have kept Sean Hill. Um, I don't think he is any worse a quarterback than Sam Bradford. He knows the offense. He's been there. He's probably going to start week one anyway. Um, I, I don't see how Sam Bradford is, is going to waltz in there and do anything special. He'll either blow up engine for this season or he'll be shit and throw interceptions. There's a reason that the Rams traded him away for Nick fucking Foles. Um, they knew he was crap, and I, I think the Vikings are going to find exactly the same thing.
2: None of those Rams teams that he played on were any good. This is a good team he's going into. And it also, the other thing it does tell you is the Vikings aren't sure that Bridgewater will be back next year the injury he sustained is so catastrophic that they're not sure if they're, you know, they thought they'd found their QB in the future and that's not the case. And also the um, current quarterback class in college doesn't seem to be setting the world on fire. So I think they've had a look at next year, said there's nothing there we're, we're prepared to go to town for. There's, you know, this guy has got potential, only potential, he's not proven at all. Oh, we've got literally a one or two year window with Peterson to take him to the Super Bowl and ride him there. They've, they've, they've just gone all in on um, on Bradford.
0: Uh, I'm going to talk about the Chiefs and specifically injury worries that are there. No, um, no, everyone,
1: don't don't switch off. Everyone, don't switch off. Come back, come
0: back. <laughs> just, <laughs> more more bans. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to come up with some kind of bants drop, aren't I? That comes on any time one of you clowns says something. It looks like Jamal Charles may be a bit sketchy for the season opener. Um, as a Chiefs fan, that, that's slightly concerning. And as a fantasy player, you've got to be double dropping in your pants at the moment because if you've spent a high draft pick on Charles, um, you're going to start twitching. the o- The other the other issue that the Chiefs have got is on defense, where they're they're, they're missing. Um, a few players and the chiefs have really been from a fantasy fantasy perspective one of the best defenses to own in, in in the last probably three years so there's real concerns there because much like you were saying with the vikings i think the chiefs are pretty much poised to make a run at it they've, they've got pretty much everything in place now and they're going to find it tricky to start the year if charles is looking as dodgy as you think um in order to cover that obviously we've got the the headache of picking who's going who's gonna to be the primary backup. Is it going to be Chikandrick West or is it going to be Spencer Ware? I, I think for anyone who's got a Jamal Charles out there, we should probably chat about who you're going to pick up to replace him because he is, like it or not, one of the top running backs in the game.
1: I, um, I took Charles in the draft I was in yesterday. I got him at 34th pick and I was chuffed with that. I think that it's likely that he doesn't play week one, or if he does, he's very limited, because they've got, um, I can't say his first name, Chuck Hendrick West, that's right. Hendrick West. Yeah, I've got him, and he was decent. Um, but before his injury last season, Jamal Charles was the second-ranked running back in fantasy football. Um, I think when he comes back, he'll, he'll waltz into it. He's, he's getting on, but he's still clearly got class. Um if For me, if he doesn't come back until week four, but then he comes back and puts up some massive numbers, I'm quite happy with that. It's the same principle as Deion Lewis. He's out for a good few weeks. If he comes back and does it then, when he's a bit fresh, I'm quite happy. At 34th, I'm pretty happy with Jamal Charles still. I think he'll come back and he'll do just fine.
0: So, who are you picking? Is, is it a D'Angelo Williams, Lev Bell situation where you're picking up one of those? And if so, who are you going to pick up to cover him?
1: Uh, well, I wouldn't necessarily take uh, take another Chief. Um, I think I would just aim to look to my bench, see who else there is. Because at he's 34, he was in my flex positions anyway, so I can chuck in another tight end or a wide receiver. I'm sure there'll be someone else that's doing the business in that week. I'll find a good matchup, and as soon as he's back fit, um, I'll slot him back in either as a start or in flex. It's, um, I've got plenty of options, Dougie. I'm quite happy.
2: I was going to say, having watched a little bit of the, um, the pre-season, I'd probably lean towards Spencer Ware. I, I thought he looks the, the kind of better all-round back than, uh, than West. I mean, West probably had a, a better season last year and he's got more on tape in the NFL, you know, in, in real game scenarios. But from what I've seen so far, I think I'd lean towards Spencer Ware as the, uh, the first back I would look to, to handcuff uh, Charles. The, although I'd be sceptical about taking Charles because, I mean, I can't remember. It's been a few years since he's had a, an injury-free season.
0: He's obviously a top top running back, but I think you've got a, you've got a temper expectations, and and you should probably, if you're drafting him, pick one of the other boys up. It's just up to you which one you pick. Personally, I like West. I thought he was a much better running back and a better fit for that offense. Just a shrug of the shoulders, Craig. That's all you. Just not Give him a shit. Part. Just could not give a shit. <laughs>
3: the thing is, you already made the point I was going to make. I go where. And I think Charles is probably going to have a reasonable season. If you can get him late, get him late. But seriously, who gives a fuck about the Kansas City Chiefs? For real. <laughs> what do you want from me, Doug? I Go don't give a shit, mate. don't have yeah,
2: I was going to say, you obviously also mentioned about the, um, the defense and losing Justin Houston on his own is 20 sacks a year, which in our, in our um, that's massive. Point, point score, that's 40 points that your defense... Yeah just hasn't got this year, because I can't see where those 20 sacks are going to materialise from in, in what's left of that, that defence. I mean, you know, you've got really, really good secondary. Is it Peters, that really good cornerback? that's Marcus Yeah. Marcus,
0: Marcus he, Peters, yeah. It's he looks outstanding
2: berry. back there. So, yeah. So you've got guys that are going to get picked, but lose your defence, effectively losing 40-odd points from one player, is is massive. And all of a sudden, they go from being a top-three defence down into that kind of five or six, maybe dropping a bit below that. So, you know, I, I think potentially, you know, Justin Houston missing um, the season is going to be probably the most impactive thing for the, all of the, the, you is know, he, is, the,
1: Is he on IR yet or is he still on, is he still on the pup list? Uh,
0: pup at the moment. Anyway, let, let's, uh, let's chug on. Let's see what, I mean, Craig, it's up to you. Save the podcast. Again.
3: There's <laughs> a lot of pressure, boys, every week. No, I'm joking. However, Speaking of injury reserve and physically unable to perform lists, uh, Cowboys. Uh, what pup meant. Well, I've always known, Dougie. I think we've already established that my knowledge of NFL is far superior to yours. So, so, so bring it, fella. <laughs> 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 so, as I was saying, <laughs> um, every ca- cow- Cowboys. Cowboys have decided uh, they're gonna they're gonna roll with Romo. They're gonna they're gonna see how he gets on. Um, and feel there's no one else around worth the roster spot. So what does that mean for fantasy football? I think it's great news for me. Um, i went heavy, uh, as I said I would, on Zeke. And I think what Jerry Jones and the Cowboys have shown is they are happy for that man to uh, put that franchise on, on, on his back this year. I think he's going to have to run the ball with, with Dax starting, And if... And when Romo does come back, if um, you know that can't secure that starting spot and Romo ends up coming back in, it, it is going to need a workhorse. We've seen how much better um, Tony Romo is off the play-action. Play-action only works if you've got the threat of the run. Um, so I, 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 that news is music to my ears, shows how committed the Cowboys are, and a massive, I'm really happy with 62 bucks for Zeke.
1: Well, so I think it's I think it shows that um they, they've got a fair whack of faith in Dak Prescott as well. We predicted the future on the pod last time by talking about um we're asking if he was gonna be fancy relevant. He's going in at home to the Giants. I think he's gonna be the most picked up player on the waiver wire after week one. Um and I think he'll have a it looks like he's gonna be gonna be decent and they clearly think that if Romo comes back, they're happy not to bring in a veteran, stick it all on Prescott's shoulders and watch him sink or swim.
0: Carson Wentz starting for the Eagles, right? Yeah, right. Okay, Jared Goff starting for the Rams. Maybe yep. last year you had, well, no, I haven't seen episode
3: four. No, Jared, Jared, Goff. yeah, Jared
2: Goff won't be starting. Well, anyway, He's look, stunk out the
0: last. Why few is seasons. it? Why yeah. is it that every other team who has a rookie quarterback, for as long as I can remember, there's all these shiny-toothed, big-suited weirdos on NFL Network saying oh, you know, you're really going to struggle going into a season with a rookie quarterback, right? So they're going to – everyone's given Dak Prescott a pass because he's played well in three preseason games. Now, coupled with this, not only have they got a rookie quarterback starting, they've got a rookie running back starting as well. And why why are they going to be great? Nobody knows. Nobody knows how great they're going to – like, they – the potential because any of
2: us can probably get a thousand yards beyond that O line,
0: but the potential yeah. for that going completely wrong is far greater than any other team that's in the a, NFL. That's
2: the Cowboys all over, though, isn't it? I just See, don't I understand but, why but, they get a pass. But, but, why do they
0: get a pass? But Doug, but
1: Doug, what you're talking about here is what you were saying earlier on. Zeke <laughs> has shown that he can do all right and he can run, so the guy at the minute is fantasy relevant. He can, he can sprint. He's had two rushing touchdowns in preseason. He's fantasy he relevant he well. based He's on hype. Based on nothing other, other than hype. It's nothing
0: but other than hype.
1: Point? But what's the point in analysts then, though? What are you
3: talking about, mate? What, what on God are you, you talking about? You cannot analyse
0: something that's not. Mate, you can't analyse something talk. that has no. Luggy. You're talking nonsense. Of course you can. That's the point. What Craig's doing hundreds, here is the typical American TV analyst thing of. My point is right because I'm shouting loudest. No, no, no. Listen. Yeah, no, no. I've so listened to you enough. I've listened come. to you enough. I'm going to make my point by uh, muting you. So I've muted you. Um, my point is that unless there is a basis for this stuff happening, unless there is some form of evidence as to why these players are going to be great, just hold off on them. I'm not having it. All right, you situation. can come back now.
2: The, the, the player is, is only part of the equation. There's a lot to do with the situation. The situation in Dallas is a good one because you've got yeah. potentially the best O line in the whole league. You've got a running back who looks like he is the real deal. And running backs seem to they they hit more than they don't with running backs than quarterbacks are much you know loads more moving parts to pick an NFL quarterback from college is far more difficult than picking a, a running back. It would seem, and same with the receivers. They, they they seem to be able to you know the, the scouts are getting it right, and the scouts are saying Elliot is the real deal. Prescott the, is in a great situation, but there, there's no reason to think he won't succeed.
3: And that's the point. You have scouts, you have analysts, you spend time, you make a judgment. Nobody's saying that I'm going to bet the house... Well, I'm personally, Craig Edmonds, is not going to bet my house on Ezekiel Elliott being successful. However... I believe he's going to have a very good year. That seems to be a reasonable consensus, given the information uh, that, and the body of work he's produced. And as Martin was talking about, in terms of the situation, he, he should have an opportunity to be successful. You, you don't have to. That, that you, you can make a decision based on this person has all the tools that should k- translate to success. It may not. It's not. Nothing is guaranteed, but you you'd have a good bet on it. And that's that's simply what people are doing and that's why I've been all in on Elliot since we've started this podcast
0: this comes Clearly back in this fa- comes back to my one of one of the biggest points that I one of my issues with fantasy football until something is, is proven and you've got evidence of it don't trust it that's my fantasy that that's the way I play fantasy football I'll take late round flyers on rookies but unless There's something written down that says this bloke has a a past of getting this many yards and can do it at this level until he actually does it. I'm not spending $60 on him. I'm not taking him in the first round because he could get into the regular season and be absolute shit what are you
3: talking but the, about but by the same token it's a game mate it's a fucking game it's guys what are you talking about sometimes mate have a bit of fun with it pick a, have a, have a stick someone up enjoy it Doug you haven't always got to be so angry about life it's cool relax it's meant to be fun
0: we'll talk about this at the end of the pod because going to your point I believe that I did my entire draft based on that fact didn't I <laughs> yeah yeah, 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 yeah um, or no yeah, but oh, well, wind what's, your neck your in, what's your success been? What's yours been? With that, with, I've won with, it exactly with, the I've same got, amount of times as you, haven't I? No, but what's your, what is your record? What's
3: your success? How many times have you been to the uh, final? How many times have you been to the semi? Twice.
0: Twice,
3: twice I mean, in the, the
0: final, final? Twice, yeah. Oh. Nah, you haven't been to I the, have. the final twice. I've lost to, I've lost to Martin and I've lost to Vince.
3: Oh, he's enough, piped man. down over there, isn't he? <laughs> hey. Look at that. I was Calm sure down you off that mountain.
1: The, <laughs> <laughs> the, about, the question was about Romo. They've obviously decided to keep him around. A, because they think he's going to come back earlier than a lot of people have said. And B, because they think Dak Prescott can do a better job running that team than some other shyster coming in and doing it because they've got a good O line, they've got something to throw the ball to. They've got someone that they can pass it off to. I think he's going to do all right. Um, I think he will surprise a lot of people, and yeah, you might want to take him because he's not got any history to back him up. But by the same token, you might pick him up. Romo might be out for the year, and he might be the best quarterback in the game. And he wins you a league if you, if you can get him for next to nothing. Then why wouldn't you? He'll everyone, everyone after week one is going to go and p- want to pick him up. Not in our league because he's already gone, but um, I think in waiver wire week one he's going to be the most taken person.
2: Didn't the Cowboys sign Sanchez though? Yeah. But, well, what's Sanchez gonna
0: do? They kept Romo well, it, it, because they car, kept he? Romo he's injury, because he's injury cover. It's they injury kept cover. Romo because the second he is back, you won't hear another thing about Prescott.
1: Oh, I agree. No yeah, no question, he'll go back in. And this is but, coming
0: from someone that picked him up in a league the other day. So all I'm saying is everyone's wanking off Dallas because they're Dallas. They're not look, they're starting a season with a rookie quarterback who was a round four quarterback and a rookie running back. It's when not a Seahawks good situation.
1: A, when, when the Seahawks started a rookie quarterback, they didn't do too bad.
0: No, but they had Marshall and Lynch behind him, not a rookie. Um, all
1: right, fair enough. The fact that he's a rookie makes him shit by default. It's, there's been
0: quite a lot of fair enough Duggies going on in this segment. Anyway... Oh, shut up, Duggies.
1: <laughs> <segment, the>
3: <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> what a
0: hell. There's an audio record of it, all right. Yeah, so... Um,
2: <laughs> Only
0: if you press record this time, yeah. <laughs> uh, that uh, just banter, banter drop again, just drop it in. So we've chanted on long enough about news there. I think, um, why don't we get back to what we're equally as bad at? Um, and do some gambling news. Who's opened their account?
1: Yes, yep,
0: yep. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't want to do it because it's almost like that was a (laughs) wrong. I did not want to do it. That was so shit. So we've all all done that then. We've all put our money in. Um, Oh, some news has just come in. Breaking news, guys. Jared Goff, it's just come through on my computer, will be inactive for the season opener. Sean Mannion will back up Case Keenum.
1: Yeah, wow, he was he was what? proper dreadful in their last preseason game.
0: That's big nice, news, isn't, isn't it? That's that's quite big news. Are they going to redshirt him?
2: No, they, they've they paid an awful lot for him. They, you know, yeah. the, the first over it's a
3: he'll pay. Big
2: he'll pay. La, he's, yeah, I'll, I'll be surprised if they if they completely redshirt him for the year. I, it may be an injury that made him shits in the preseason. He's been struggling with something that that's affected him and they've decided to just wrap him up, you know, give him a little bit more time to acclimatise and, and let the uh, experience guy go with it. I think
1: going to make the next episode of hard knocks a good one.
0: Yeah. 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 So big news there about Jared Goff. Um, we, we, we were talking about, um, we were talking about gambling, Craig, you've kicked the ball, you've kicked the ball rolling. That's not a thing, is it? Something, something <laughs> like that. Don't, yeah, yeah don't worry, something man. like that. But anyway, <laughs> where, where have where have, um where have you put your put your money?
3: So I tweeted uh, Paddy Power today, as there are no player markets on Paddy Power. What the fuck, by the way, weird. Um, so I tweeted him because I need a price. I'm looking to go with first touchdown scorer and team to win.
0: Is that is that in Canada. the week or for a particular game?
3: That's for Panthers. So I've only looked at um, Panthers-Broncos, which is the Thursday night game. Um, And I'm going to go... I'm I'm looking to go Cam and the Panthers with uh, Cam getting the first touchdown or Sanders and the Panthers. Um, So I'm I'm picking the Panthers to win that one. And I'm going to go with Cam to get a rushing touchdown and Cam to get a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown. So that's that's where I'm going to lay a few quid early doors and then I'll have a little think about Sunday. I'll I'll tweet it
0: so you're really hoping for Cam Newton not to get injured on the first play
3: absolutely I'll be shit if he does but he's a big boy he's not getting hurt
1: so am I because he's my quarterback in our league
0: (laughs) who are you going at Uh, Mark what are you going for
1: so as you all know I'm I'm a bit thrifty with my money I was a bit unsure (laughs) about this whole like 20 quid I think it's well documented (laughs) so I've looked at it and I've played the long game I've, I've looked at my uh, average and history with gambling, and, and boys, it's not good. It's not <laughs> good. So I, I've, I've taken me 15, my 15 quid, um, and I have so far, this is up to, up to now, stuck two quid on, and this harks back to something we, was, we were talking about earlier on with regards to Sam Bradford and my lack of faith in him going into the Vikings and them suffering Teddy Bridgewater injuries. So I've got two quid to uh, 72 on the Vikings to score less than 14 points away at the Tennessee Titans. Mate,
3: what sort of odds is that? That's got to be like 8 to 16 or something. <laughs> that, that seven, seven, like, sh-
1: 7 to 2, which I'll take at this stage, considering on like most, most of the gambling books I've looked at, the odds are a lot of like 10 to 11s, a lot of even monies. There's not much value out there at all at the minute. Um, so I've stuck it on Vikings, less than 14.72, which is about as good value as you, I can find at the minute. Um, and it will put me if it comes in, it will put me up to start with, and I think that it will be a slight
0: win that wins the day, so I'm happy. Martin?
2: Well, I, I use um, the app Skybet for, for my uh, account, and uh, when I had a look on it earlier today, they didn't have all the games. They said three of the earlier games, which has limited my, uh, my options somewhat. But I've gone for an accumulator with um, the only way you can get any value at all is um, with the handicaps. Um, So I've gone for Green Bay to win, San Diego to win, and Minnesota to win. Um, And with the handicaps on, uh, it would give me uh, an 8-1 to if those three come in. And I've effectively kind of laid those bets as well by putting the individual's on as a uh, with handicap. So if two of the three come in, I'm square. If all three come in, then I'm probably going to be about 20 quid up.
0: Nice. Nice. Very, very big, uh, big bollocks.
2: That's a two pound 50 steak, by the way. <laughs> um, the reason,
0: the reason I've let, um, the reason I've let everyone else go first is because I haven't had any bets yet. So, um I'll put them on Twitter and I won't waste any more of your time with that. Um I'm looking I think I'm going to have to get behind um Marcus Mariota cuz he's my league of record quarterback. So I think I'm going to do something with him and the Titans which what could go wrong betting on the Titans. Nothing.
3: <laughs> Everything.
0: Uh, we'll keep you updated we'll uh, we'll update that next week and let's quickly move on and we'll just rattle through a few of our fantasy predictions. Week one coming up, and we'd be remiss if we didn't go through the fixtures and have a little bit of a preview. So, Carolina Denver, who wants to lead us off? Mark, what you got for us on Carolina Denver?
1: Well, I've got Cam Newton. Um, I think this is the game. Obviously, um, the replay of the Super Bowl, I think Cam is be motivated to come back in and prove that that was a... Um, a, a an aberration in the Super Bowl. I think he's going to put out massive numbers, at least one throwing touchdown, at least one rushing touchdown. Um, I'm
0: going with Cam Newton to go big away at them. Tampa against Atlanta.
3: Yeah, I think um, for me, that game, you've got to look at uh, Winston, emerging quarterback, uh, had a progressive year last year, and look for the bounce back for Mike Evans. I had Mike Evans last year. Don't have him this year. It's times... Really, really good explosive drops and balls, um, and with the missing targets. So I expect that to get cleaned up. Um, don't fancy uh, the Falcons at all this year. Uh, so I, I see the, the Bucks getting that one and look for Mike Evans maybe to start with a with a, with a bit of a bang.
0: Uh, I'll take Vikings Titans. It's Mariota. I think Mariota. This is the day where he steps up and the Vikings defense. On a a bit of a come down after the the goings-on of the last week, the Vikings are really going to struggle and the Titans are going to put them to the sword. And look out for uh, the rookie running back there at the Titans to maybe upstage Mr. Elliott. Um, Browns-Eagles, Mark.
1: It's got to be about Carson Wentz, named as starter. Um, Interesting to see how he gets on. I don't think he's massively fancy relevant yet, but if he has a big week, um, I think there's going to be a lot of people picking him up on the waiver wire. Um, against that Vikings D reeling a little bit, I think they, the D's going to be on the pitch an, an awful lot. Um, so we'll, yeah, interesting to. See.
0: Bengals Jets, I take it, Craig. You want this one?
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, that's going to be a tough one. I don't see much fantasy relevance. Probably a competitive game. Um, I don't think. I think you're looking at Marshall, without a doubt, to get on the to, to get a touchdown. Um, I, I see it being a 21-21 type game. So go with, your, go with your standard receivers. Decker getting a touchdown. Marshall getting a touchdown. AJ Green always going to going to catch a balls in. So, yeah, 21, 28. Usual suspects in
0: that game. Um, as is. Look out for Tyler Boyd. That's my uh, uh, two-pence worth on the Bengals. Um, Raiders Saints?
2: Well, I still think Drew Brees has got it in the tank. You know, obviously, um, Brandon Cooks, there's been a lot of uh, negative stuff about him written there. Uh, on the NFL websites, but I had him last year and he, he did me proud. I, I, I don't see why sort of, um, Breeze going forward is, is he's going to see much of a drop-off. I still think he's on for a 4,000-yard season, so I expect him to put, put good numbers up. Yeah.
0: Um, Chargers Chiefs, um, I'll take that. I think Chikandrick West will score 20 points in that game. No-brainer. Pick him up if he's available. Um, Bills against Ravens. Mark? I think
1: with, from the Bills' perspective, a lot said about the big three. Um, Taylor, Watkins, and Shady McCoy could do okay against what was a struggling Ravens D last year, um, where they had a struggling season. But Charles Clay's looked really good in preseason, looking like he's getting a good chemistry with Taylor now. And um, if, if tight end is a position where you haven't got anything decent, I fancy him to have a strong game.
0: Uh, Bears, Texans. I'm looking forward to seeing Kevin White play in that game. It'd be interesting to see if he's. Um, as good as he was being pumped up to be last year. And also on the Texans side, I'm really interested to see how Lamar Miller goes. Um, a lot of money spent on Lamar Miller and a lot of high draft picks expended. Packers against Jaguars. Who wants that? Mark? Uh,
1: yeah, well, the one that interests that for me is Jags had a good good season last year. I'm interested to see how much um, Chris Ivory, who I've got in my team, pilfers the goal line touches... Um, away from TJ Eldon in that team to see how big he can become. Um, good back, did out the Jets. Um, I think that is going to be quite an interesting situation at running back
0: for Jacksonville. Finn's Seahawks. Martin? It's going to be a case of staying away
2: from the Miami D. They do not look good. You know, that Seahawks offense looks good. Thomas Rawls. Um, Russell Wilson was one of the high-picked QBs, probably the number three there and thereabouts. But my danger is... That you know the Miami D, you could be tempted by some of the big names on there, but steer well clear because I'm expecting to that Seattle offense to put up 28 plus points on that Miami D.
0: Giants Cowboys chance for Craig here. Yeah, I mean I
3: just love the I love that matchup of the O line v their D line. That is a uh, you know once upon a time Giants had a very very dangerous and explosive D uh, D line. I, I think that's. At its end now, I think they still got JPP there. Other than that, I don't see anything of worth. I think that Dallas O line, I think it gets tough, it gets physical. That's always a great game. Zeke runs all over it.
0: Uh, Lions Colts. Who cares? Move on. Pats Cardinals. <laughs> no, with the,
2: with the cut, I was going to say. I mean, I, I, I went quite um, high on uh, T.Y. Hilton. Obviously, a bit of a down year last year, year before he. Uh, he stormed it. I think Andrew Luck's going to be on, on better form. Whether he's quite the 2013, 2014 um, Andrew Luck, you know, remains to be seen. But I, I think um, Hilton's going to be. Even though there's a few good young receivers in amongst that uh, that Colts offense, they've got literally zero running game. There isn't a running back on that roster that I'll go anywhere near. But the uh, the receivers, in particular, T.Y. Hilton, I, I think is going to go big.
0: Pats Cardinals, Mark.
1: Um, all about the
0: Cardinals D for
1: me going up against big Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I, I fancy them to have a big week this week. I think the Pats are going to struggle week one um, with him running the show. Um, Cardinals
0: D. Steelers Redskins. Um, I'll take that. And D'Angelo Williams. D'Angelo Williams for big points. And Redskins is going to be telling, I think, week one, Kirk Cousins. If it doesn't happen, I think it could be a long, long season for the Forty Niners, uh, for the Redskins. Sorry. And lastly, Rams Forty ers the the top match of who cares, who gives a fuck, <laughs> no one. Uh, Blaine Gabbert, pick up Blaine it's, Gabbert.
1: It's all about. It's all about, about Todd Gurley that game, isn't it? To see like anyone who's picked him early to see what kind of game he's going to have. I think he could run all over
0: him. If you drafted Bridgewater and you're struggling, Blaine, Blaine Gabbert. Um. Yeah. <laughs> That's all, that's all your games and uh, it's time for any other business um, it's been a monster podcast this week it's been pretty good though and we'll round it up by talking about shit that has nothing to do with football Mark what you got
1: I ran half marathon this week um, on Sunday it was my I think eighth half marathon uh, my best around my local town and my left hamstring is absolutely knackered so if anyone listening has got any good cures other than going to a sportsman's because that hurts my fuck. Um, I'd be interested to hear it because I ran far quicker than I trained for around a 147.8 and my left hamstring is now buggered and also I run quite a lot as people that know me will know and two or three times a week and, and I was delighted with my 147. Uh, one of my friends a, a girl who decided that she fancied doing the Chippenham half marathon as well started training for it she hasn't run in years and years and years and years and years she started running two months ago
0: um, did a one forty
3: one gutted. Unlucky. So, so you told us you got beaten by a girl. Is that? He
2: comfortably, oh, comfortably beaten by <laughs> several <laughs> girls. Um,
0: <laughs> Martin, what you got?
2: Um, well, this week, I'm, mine's really uh, a bit of a uh, bit of life advice. Um, <laughs> the uh, the cats are going to the uh, the final uh, this Sunday. So I'm probably going to end up having to watch a lot of these uh, games on Red Zone on my iPad and the car coming back, hopefully with a a winner's trophy we've got going up against the the Oxford Saints. And When Cambridge play Oxford, why wouldn't you have the final in Leeds? It makes perfect (laughs) sense. (laughs) Unbelievable. So I've got to to drive all the way to Leeds for that. So that that, that should be fun. But um, in the uh, training Sunday, I realised that a guy I've been playing alongside for... Like six nine months or whatever it is now i don't know the bloke's real name the fact is he turned up and this is the bit of advice that i've got for people is that don't try and pick your own nickname the geezer came in and i don't even know what he tried to get people to you know say oh my, my name is tank or whatever that's, that's what people call me think. no they don't so the bloke is now only known as dickbag <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, no, I don't think anyone actually knows a his real name or what the other nickname was. He's just forever known as Dick Bag. Well, Why do you call me Dick Bag? Well, you look like a bag of dicks. So that was, <laughs> that was it. So don't ever, ever, ever try uh... and pick your own nickname. Don't, don't end well.
0: Um, I'll go next. um I wanted to. I don't know if you saw there was a story um on Twitter that I retweeted this week. um about Travis Rudolph, uh, a college player who um, did something rather nice for an autistic lad um, out of school, saw him sitting on his own on the table and went and sat with him. And little things like that make a massive difference. I'm a parent of a lad with autism, and um, to see athletes doing that, it's pretty wicked. And, um, yeah, I just wanted to say that. Also, that that's my heart-rending moment of the week i also went to the motor gp at the weekend which was i mean if you've never seen live motorbike racing those boys you think american footballers are nutters you want to see a bloke hanging off a two-wheeled rocket ship at 200 miles an hour they are without doubt missing a part of their brain
2: um no all of their brain <laughs> all of their brain
0: but but can you see it it, it, it's,
3: it's literally whipping around so far. It's actually there, it's can incredible. you see it? Oh, it's, yeah, it's amazing, fantastic,
0: yeah. Fantastic. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. It's just brilliant. And, um, yeah. And they're that's... making
2: contact with the ground with something the size of a credit card. Yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah there's, you know, best part of 200 miles an hour.
0: Absolutely bananas. Anyway, um, Craig, over to you. Yeah, I'm right. so Wrap the show up.
3: A little bit, a week late, unfortunately, however, still worth it. Jump on, uh, Mark talked a bit about the Paralympics and the shower of shit that Brazil have uh, cascaded on such a great event we had in London. And to uh, make matters worse, I don't know if anyone saw the article, um, but Brazil Vogue did a a promo for Paralympics and they used able-bodied models. And they photoshopped out limbs. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Who said that was a good idea? That is disgusting. What are you talking about? And to make matters even worse, apparently there were two Paralympians there at the time, and they still used the models. Effectively telling them, "So sorry, guys, you're just you look okay."
2: <laughs> but yeah. <it's> <laughs> Mate. But but in fairness, out in Rio, I wouldn't have. I'd have been. Nearly as surprised because we've got these able bodied models, we're going to go and cut an arm and a leg off them for real. <laughs> we we'll we'll take out the back, the hat, there yeah, you the go. Now, now, yeah. go on, now, yeah, that's it. There. Hey. You, can, you can photo shoot now.
3: Talk about Destroy, such a great event, and so much momentum. Yeah. I, I'm disgusted with it. What a shame.
0: I fucked it right up. Unbelievable. Yeah. All right, boys. Well, a bit of a monster. We'll wrap it up there. Oh, rugby's back. That's what I meant to say. Rugby's back.
3: Boom. No, oh, boom. No way.
0: Yeah, so is that, gonna for, be some... that
1: for any other businesses you need
3: this with? There's, yeah, exactly. there's going to be so many exactly.
0: other businesses he's coming ta- up soon, Boy, boys. He's
1: taking the piss, lads. Yeah. He's <laughs> taking
0: the piss. All right. We're going to leave it there before Craig starts getting his minge out again. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you all next week. Cheers. Bye. Hey, Welcome to Joe Montana Sports Park. Okay, so this bit is quite niche. I think the kids call it Meta. I don't know if that's right. Is that right, Craig? What,
3: what kids call it that?
0: Well, you know. What? <laughs> you know, why what, what do I know? All the kids with funny beards that drink, you know, guava in Shoreditch. Um, what? <laughs> what, is that? what are you, Prick? <laughs> um, th- this is just, we're just going to have a little talk about our draft. Um, we drafted last week. Lads. The auction draft, what a marathon, an absolute marathon. But I think, on the whole, quite a success because I believe that the teams are more rounded this year and we've got a little bit more competition than we usually have. I think it was, this draft was really tricky and Martin
3: made a point a few weeks ago um, in that you can have any player you want. That isn't the case whenever we've done it before. Whenever you've done it before, you have to, make a decision based on two or three players that you may or may not get. This time you could pick if I want that person. So whereas we know you're trying to get two or three starters throughout your season, who are going to give you stud points and you hope the rest are going to perform this time. You have the choice to pick those and say, I'm backing myself. And that's why I think this one does offer a very different picture and changed a lot of people's strategies. Because you can expect to say, I'm backing this guy, as I did with Zeke. I think he's going to do well. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But if I'm right, I've picked it. Yeah,
2: and I I, I think it's the best way, because it it just rewards people that have done their homework. Mm. Because you've got to look at the what you're prepared to pay for someone, who you want on your roster, um and, and what other people are doing with their strategies. And I, you know, he obviously did his little bit of analysis and you can see some people have gone for a strong all round team, some people have gone for the kind of get two or three studs, like their own triplets equivalent, and just, you know, they're gonna be the backbone of the team and then take a couple of flyers. And and you're seeing the different strategies play out because all the strategies that are available to you, whereas if you're in the you know in a, in a snake draft, if you're picking one, you know that's almost dictated. You know you, there's probably only two or three players you're ever going to take there, and then you're not picking again for 25 picks. So, so you know your round two is going to be effectively like a you know back end or beginning of the third round, and it's just having that control over how you want to shape your team. You know, you can be running back heavy, wide receiver heavy, whatever. And I think the auction gives you the opportunity to do that. I think if you don't do your homework, you will get massively left behind. Or you've got to be a little bit careful not to get drawn into some of the bidding wars. And I think a few people have paid a little bit more than they necessarily wanted to for players because that was also part of the game, which I enjoyed.
0: So I mentioned it earlier and I mentioned it quite a lot on the night. I had a particular strategy that I wanted to follow. Um... In previous years, I found myself with fantasy getting to a point where the Chiefs would be losing and I wouldn't care because so I had some third string receiver for the opposition playing and I just wanted him to score points. So what I did this year was I went through the Chiefs schedule and I marked down who we were playing. I then went through the teams that we weren't playing. So obviously 16 teams. I, I restricted myself roughly to 16 teams. I, I sort of... I allowed myself a bit of leeway towards the end of the season. Um, So I allowed myself a couple of players from the, well, two players from the uh, Bucks who we play late on in the year. And uh, we also play against the Titans late on in the year. Um, But I chose to pick no players that are going to be playing against the Chiefs. And if they did play against the Chiefs, I wanted a replacement.
1: I might be wrong, boys. I might be wrong. I like the strategy, Doug. I've got to say I like it, but it seems to me like you're just giving yourself a ready-made excuse for when it all goes tits.
0: (laughs) No, I just want to be able to watch and enjoy the Chiefs games because ultimately that's what I like. I like watching football and I found myself the, the, the fantasy reality um, quota uh, balance was way off and I want to watch a bit more football this year. So I, it's only in the league of record that I've done it. In my other leagues, I haven't done it because I don't care so much. But I think if I do win the league this year, having picked a team that basically doesn't play against the Chiefs, I'm going to do it every year. If I, get, if I, I, I go up and say, I wouldn't worry about it,
1: Doug, to be honest. I wouldn't worry about
0: yeah, it. I worry about it. <laughs> well, you know, it's all about the depth. I did get a particularly... And also, my, my strategy was to not pay over $30 for anyone. I didn't quite manage it, but i was there now in hindsight and
3: in hindsight what do you think with you that? yeah money? i i what ended exactly?
0: up i ended up with a bit of cash left which so much money left, in yeah. in well not a lot of money left i had like 17 bucks left at the end and so when which um, is a lot well it is and it You're yeah, yeah it is but three, i had a strategy and i was, no because the second you go away from your strategy everything goes out the window doesn't it if if you decide you're going into a draft that, that, with a
3: particular... That's a cliche if I ever heard
0: one, mate. Say, say oh, yeah, you one. always hear that, no, don't you? Auction draft. Kevin
3: Cadell, mate. Yeah.
0: Kevin Cadell? You know what I meant. No, I don't. Kevin anyway, Cadell, so... my, my point being, the second you go hey, away If you from... can get
3: away with Camel, I can get away with Cadell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was Martin, not me. Um, I said... Um, no, but my point being, you go into a draft with a particular... Strategy. I wanted to get as many people for around 20 to $30 as I could because I believe that getting a lot more depth as opposed to one or two starters and, and the rest making weight would be the better way to go. And it'd give me a bigger advantage over the course of a season.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I went completely opposite. I went, you know what, I want a first string. And my bench, I'm hoping, will never even see the field. I don't want anything to do with them. There are a couple of guys I'm taking flyers on. I picked up Dion Lewis who might come back and might be good. Um, you know, Sterling Shepherds, the number two over on, you know, Odell Beckham. And, you know, fingers crossed, I, I don't have anything to, to do with my bench at all because I want the five or six guys that are going to play week in, week out, score me all the points. Injury will kill me, but that might kill any team.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, exact, I'm exactly the same. I think that it's in the analysis done by Heath, it seemed to be like it was almost a criticism if you didn't have a balanced team. You didn't have people that were going to be guaranteed to score you a lot of points. I think that, you know, for me, it was a case of you pick up the people that you know are going to smash in a lot of points every single week. So in my team, Cam, Gurley, DeAndre Hopkins, um, Jeremy Macklin at a push you know those guys are going to get you good points. And if the fact that I've got them means that my team is going to struggle, supposedly, then I'm quite happy with that. Um, Anyone outside of those, even in a state draft, anyone outside of those home run hitters has has potential to struggle. So the fact that you've got this balanced team of you've got one um, person from every supposed round um, means that you're going to have a better chance to win. And I think it's bollocks. It's give me the people who are going to score the points and you can have your yeah, fifth and sixth round guys because they might do all right, but also they might do absolutely shit. So give me the people that are going to score the points. I think I've got a far better chance.
3: And I think that's almost the point of the auction for me. I didn't see the point in having an auction and you know trying to balance, balance my money because no. it's a game that I'm not playing in isolation. I'm playing a game in the context of 12 people. So there were times where I would... Bid more if I saw I felt another team was getting too stacked. My aim was have the better studs who were most likely not guaranteed as nothing is in fantasy football or football, but the, like for the players who I believe, due to my research, my opinion are going to score me big points. So I've gone with a, 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 a you know a, a solid basis of believing that I'm going to get points out of McCoy every week. I'm going to get points out of Elliot every week. Fitz is going to be consistent. But any mid-round player, and I'm going to get RG3 is going to be a top 10 QB. If that doesn't happen, my team falls apart. I know that. Much like you're saying, Mark, you know, your confident old girl is going to go big. I'd imagine he does. But if he doesn't, your team falls apart. Exactly. And that's the point of an auction. Boom or bust, baby. Yeah, 100%. You pick, you, got, you back yourself, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, bro, that's more fun. It's more fun that way. What's, exactly, it, it, Dougie. What are you You know what? I'm going to take. I'm going to back. I'm going to go back Everton every week because, you know, there's a chance. Can I just qualify right.
0: this? Can I just qualify this with. I've got Doug Martin, who was one of the best running backs last year. Thomas Rawls, who was one of the best running backs last year. Doug Baldwin, who was one of the best wide receivers. Julian Edelman, who was the best receiver. Or one of the best receivers, and Greg Olsen, who was the best tight end apart from Gronk. So it's not like I've gone and picked up a load of 17 uh, or or around 14, 15 scrubs for a couple of bucks. I've actually got a lot of depth, but they're just not the star names.
1: All right, but Dougie, okay, here's a question for you. You've got your team in this in in the um, the Wonkers league. That's obviously. You know, you good, decent, but middle of the road. Which team are you more excited by, the one, that team or the one that you drew last night, that's full of star names?
0: Well, I don't really care about that team. Well, but all right, then, but if you
1: had to pick one of those two teams, which excites you
0: more? This one, because this is the one that I planned for. All
1: right.
0: This is the names, this man. is the one that I spent. I want the
1: big names that are gonna, you know, gonna.
2: Be... One of the one of the strategies that I've certainly, got, you know, almost polar opposites with Dougie is that you you don't draft a dig, do you?
0: No. No, never.
2: You just go week to week, which I I, I think is bonkers. In the, that that's you know it's as valuable as a running back as a receiver. You've got to get your points out of every position if you want to win. And you know I, I've gone and drafted two good defenses so I can flip and flop between the two as we go through the season rather than hoping that there's a one day you know I'm gonna to have to oh shit gonna have to take the uh, you know, the. Bucks defence this week because it looks like the best matchup on paper. And you're potentially throwing away 10 or 15 points each week with going with a a D that you're not sure about.
0: My point about the defence is you say you've got two good defences. You've got the Rams and the Pats, right? Defences are so transient. Like, the Rams defence is going to be on the field so much this year if they're having to start Case Keenum. So there's more opportunities for oppositions to score points. The Patriots are starting Jimmy Garoppolo for the first three games. They might be on the field more than they're not, and they're playing the. They've they've got the hardest schedule in the league. So, my point is, all it takes. It doesn't even take a team to get absolutely whacked. All it takes is a combination of factors like, um. I don't know a couple of, of sco- a couple of freaky scores, a couple of long field goals, and to they, I mean they could concede five hundred yards and only five points and still walk away with like virtually no points themselves. So. I just think there's too many variables to be wasting a lot of money or high draft picks on defenses.
3: But but equally, uh, you know, I went I went and went out and got a defense and a kicker uh, for the complete converse in that I think you know Cam's going to be successful. That defense is going to have opportunities to to make plays. Uh, they're going to have field position most of the time. They've got so many. Aggressive playmakers. That I'm. I'm going for points. Gosowski is going to kick field goals. If I can. If I can. Which Someone's I'm. He's going to kick you know, field
0: goals, Craig. There's no. Yeah, but if you're going to get. Kicker. If They're you're going to get.
3: Te- well, there is. In fact, there's actually there's exact uh, information and evidence to suggest if you want to go and get a kicker, get Gosowski because he scores points so consistently. If you can get ten points out of your kicker every week or every other week absolutely worth it rather than the, a bit like the tight end position. If you can get one of the top two or three where you can guarantee some points and the drop off is so significant then to the fourth and fifth, I think you've got exactly the same uh, principle in kicker and defense.
2: Okay. But the defense isn't, isn't just about conceding points, is it? It's about getting sacks and getting kicks. Exactly. You, you want, you, you look at a D that's going to get points. That front seven for the Pats is awesome. That D line for the Rams is awesome. There's sacks and picks there. That's where the points are going to come from. You know whether they can see 200, 300 yards. You know the drop off isn't as important. You know no one gets a shot in the NFL. No one. So let's forget about that. What you're looking at is where your defense is going to score you points.
1: I'm sure, it's about value as well because you know I'm shelling out $25 or whatever on like a a flex um flex skill position like someone like Jeremy Macklin, for example, but the Arizona Cardinals could quite easily score Sports more points than score more points than him every single week. And they cost me five dollars. Yeah, but quite that,
0: by that, the same token they could be completely shit.
1: So could Jeremy Macklin, but I spent a lot more money on it. Yeah,
0: but <laughs> but, but defenses defenses are more transient. You know what you're gonna get from a Jeremy Macklin. You know what you're going to get. Well, and then to, who's to say Mountain everyone's going here, on about the Jags? Nothing.
2: A defense is going to get you some every week,
0: or that well they could get you minus points.
3: But every every year there's been a defense who have just been dominant. You look at the the Broncos. You never know you which one at, it is
0: year to year. No,
3: but no, but you you do. You have a look at who you. Everybody knew the Texans were going to be two years ago. They were going to be unbelievable last year everyone knew the broncos were going to be unbelievable and it was worth having those defenses you could see, particularly when a team picks up you know two or three big time defensive linemen and they've got a strong aggressive secondary the seahawks same. so the year of the legion of boom always, nobody drafted
0: there's the seahawks year. a year of legion of boom nobody did <laughs> No but the year I, drafted I, I,
2: drafted, I drafted the Broncos last year about two rounds ahead of anyone else taking a D-defence. Yeah. And they outscored virtually every player bar the top couple. So you can't say you can't predict it because I took a team. You do. Because that team Martin Miller, took the University, team. Awesome. And if
0: Martin takes a team, it's going to be good. All right? Just know that. Here's the point. I didn't draft a defence. I still picked up the Bengals. That's my point. You wasted a draft pick picking a defense, and I picked up the Bengals who were going to be top 10.
3: Well, it's also not a draft pick, is it? We did the auction draft, and
0: you already well, said Well, right. you spent money on No, it. no, no, you let me that. that.
3: Yeah, fine. But you just said we both ended – I ended up, even though I had a specific strategy and I knew I was going to spend money, I ended up with cash at the latter rounds when there's no one really I'm that bothered about. So I knew reaching and paying whatever I paid, 6 six bucks for the Panthers when I was left I'd rather have done that than have to go to the waiver wire and hope somebody else doesn't pick up the Panthers before me I'll I'll spend the six I had it and that was part of the strategy that was the, also another nuance of the auction draft all
0: right so i think we've spoken enough about defense let's let's be honest we've we've um, we've covered that ground completely let's um let, let's wrap up just who who do we think is prohibitive favourites for the years and you can't say your own team, Craig, all right
1: <laughs> <laughs> especially with your quarterback situation.
0: <laughs> back yourself, mate, you've got to back
3: so,
2: yourself. So <laughs> Martin, who who
0: are you calling for uh, the Wonka bowl this year? Top the final the I, final I've, two.
2: I've I've not had a um, good look at everyone else's team, if I'm honest, as yet. I've really only looked at heaps analysis and Looking at that, I'd say, you know, the Kyber passes. And I mean, I, I quite like the, um, the heroes as well. I think, you know, he, he went top heavy. He got the big names in there. And I, I, I think that's, a, you know, a good strategy. So I, I think the passes and, and heroes for the, for the final with the, the heroes coming good at the end.
0: Both, both flawed teams, though, if you look. the um, Heroes going into a season with Brock Osweiler and the passers relying on Mark Ingram and Lamar Miller they their two running backs, so I, d- I do agree with you in terms of the the star power of the end zone heroes. So they're looking very good. Um, yeah, I, w- I would say that probably my favourites, uh as much as it pains me to admit it, the All Stars. I think Damo's done a, a decent job there with uh, Devonta Freeman, Langford, and Murray, and Cooper and Decker. I think are two very good receivers and Kelsey as well, and then Rafflesberger. And he's taken a punt on Prescott. So that to me is a very deep team that could, could threaten the final finals at the end of the season. Uh Craig, where are you going?
3: Um I've actually got I've got Mark going deep this year. Um I think Newton, Gurley and Hopkins could be all massive. Um and if I hadn't gone earlier, I would have gone Gurley I had Gurley last year I think he's got every opportunity of being um, proper good for the second team I'm, I'm not too sure I agree actually as much as it is horrible to admit and given the lack of activity it felt like on the night Damo somehow managed to come out with a reasonably uh, got a massive let's say he got high ceiling I don't know if any of them are nailed on but the, the potential if they go big um, he's got four or five players there who can get them 15 points a week. Um So, Red 61, Anderson, Luck, Watkins is another one, but probably Damar Mark I'm going to go with.
0: i wrap it up, Mark. Who you got?
1: Well, Craig, I'll give you your five later on. Yeah. Um, sure. <laughs> it's the other Mark for me, the Randy Learners. I don't mean anyone's mentioned them too much. Um Aaron Rogers starting QB, Matt Forte, um, AB, AJ Green with that weird pick that seemed oh. to disappear on everyone. Um, Dante Moncrief, who a lot of people are talking up. Zach Ertz, if he um, comes back and does well. He's also got Diggs from Minnesota, where I think that's a pretty stacked team for me, and I, th- I think his team's looking pretty strong. First game is them against the All Stars, and I think that will be a pretty tasty matchup in week one.
0: Right then, so no one's picking anyone other than Mark from us four to get to the final. So what does that say about this podcast, lads? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that you, what you shouldn't do is pick people based on the fact that they're not playing your team.
0: Yeah. Or, <laughs> or listen to anything we've got to say. Well, all right. Um, all right, lads, let's leave it there and we'll, we'll get together next week. We've been recording for one hour, 36 minutes. So um, that's my day taken care of tomorrow. This definitely won't be out tomorrow morning. So We'll see you all next week. Cheers. Cheers. Take it easy.
3: Take it easy.